0: Hey, I'm Chuck. I'm on golf sub par. And when you think of Coat, you definitely think sub par. Hey, I'm on sub par with Colt and Drew. Do you have a favorite story from gambling on the
1: golf course back in the day? Or gambling on anything? I know you used to, because
0: you used to play pretty good and you used to gamble with the boys. Um, uh, I remember, you know, obviously everybody's talking about Michael Jordan right now. And we were playing golf one day and, we were playing for like, I think $1,000 a hole. And I was shaking over this putt. He said, that's good. It was a good size putt. He said, hey, you might step in my line. That putt good. I said, dude, I'm gonna win. This is a $1,000 putt. He says, pick it up, you're good. And he said, I because I don't want you standing in my line, and I want to stand. I was like, oh, how much that putt for? He says, $100,000. I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> He's 100,000. I like, man, that was, I was like, hey, my little thousand don't matter here, right? <laughs> He's nuts. Oh, uh, he was, you know what? He loves it. And I thought, one thing about that dance thing is, I thought, listen, man, everybody likes to gamble, especially if they have money. And I thought it was like people making a big deal out of his gambling. Like I told him about my gallon. I said, I'm going to gamble. I don't care what the hell any of y'all say. i never been to a casino by myself. Uh, you know, I like to drink too. I've never been to a bar, and I was the only one there. So other people like to gamble and drink too. So it is what it is, brother. And they're making a huge deal out of that, like on the last dance, like he's getting
2: crucified for like, oh, I went out and played for fifty grand with you know whoever. Yeah. I lost fifty grand. It's like did yeah. that, he that's an hour, like, maybe know. less. You know what I mean? Like, how is that a big deal? Guys go out and play golf and gamble.
0: A Guys making fifty million dollars a year, and he's playing for ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Like. That technically is a lot of money, but not somebody who's got two or three hundred million. Yeah, it's. I mean, so that's that's like, uh, it, it was crazy. He and like I say, I got nothing but respect for this dude. He, you can do what he wants to with his money. Remember when Planet Hollywood was the bomb? <laughs> I remember we had a, a great party here in Phoenix, and two of the most traumatizing events in my life happened, and uh, so. We played a game and they had this big star-studded party at uh Planet Hollywood. It was right down there on uh twenty fourth street, right across from the Ritz at the time. I mean, it was awesome. They were having like these big Hollywood productions, like when they was all the stars came out. So we go there after there, a game, and after the, I'm sitting, I got my back, and the guy says, Hey, Mr Mr. Uh Stallone want to say hello to you. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't. Oh, of course I want to meet Rocky. Of course I want to meet Rocky. That's cool. And I hear me coming, he said, Mr. Barkley. And I turn like, oh, I'm gonna meet Rocky. I turn around. And I look, and this dude's like two two. Two two. Two two. hey, that's just, you Rocky? And I'm like, damn, Rocky, you look so much bigger. I was saying to myself in my head. I was like, and he was awesome. So, Slice Salon was awesome. And I was like, yo, man. And after he was gone, he was awesome. And then he turned I was like, gosh, that dude is tiny. <laughs> so then about an hour later, the guy says, hey, Mr. Schwarzenegger want to say hello to you? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I <laughs> want to meet the Terminator. This going to be cool. And I hear he comes up. He says, Mr. Barclay. I'm like, uh oh, Terminator behind me, and I turn around, and this dude like two feet two. I was like, Wait, <laughs> hey, hey, what the hell going on in Hollywood? Ain't nobody. i like, I was like, I tell people that story sometimes. I'm like, I turn around, I see Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And I'm thinking like, I'm gonna meet big old Rocky and big old Terminator, and both of them dudes, one of them's like five six and one's like 59. I'm like, "Damn.
1: There's nothing wrong with that." Charles. I <laughs> know,
0: no, no, but but if you got I'm saying, if you are out there killing people and beating up on people, you want to see a big old tough guy. We've got Kevin Streelman. Kevin, welcome to the program. Cole, please, it's an honor.
2: Former guest on the program. You're also very good friends with Chicago man Brian Erlacher, and I got to know like this Erlacher being that you've won twice now with Larry, does he look at you and give you shit like, "Hey dude, maybe maybe I'd like to hoist a trophy once man. or twice in my in my day?"
3: He, he plays it off like he's fine not playing it, but I think he does. He wants to He, wants a he, cheap wants, he, wants, he, he has, a I guarantee he does.
2: Yeah. Like, dude, let me get out there one that time. Dude, he you were actually
3: golf, a dude. big
1: topic of conversation when we had Brian Urlach. <laughs> yeah, you came
2: up multiple times.
1: There's, it was mostly all all good, though. He's a good man. He, is a, he You have to say that. He's massive. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> say, <laughs> anything, <laughs> do not say
2: bad anything, anything bad
3: about him. When you're a good Brian story? Yes, yeah, so, oh, of course. That's exactly hear. why we're here. So Brian's a big prankster. I, mm-hmm. My coach at the time, one of my good friends, Jake Thurm, um, was so stoked to meet Brian. I was staying with Brian on the BMW up up at his house. It was right across the street from Conway Farms. So Jake's like, man, can I come over at an early tea time? Brian's like, yeah, you can spend the night, no problem. So he's, and Brian is, I just see it in the back of his mind. I was like, what time's he getting here? I'm like, oh, he's had work and he's had dinner with his kids. He's probably getting here around like 9, 9.30. He's like, okay. He Comes out of the back. And you know that water, the water balloons, like you fill up the deal and there's like hundred of them that pop out like it's it's like the super water balloon deal anyway you, you put it on the faucet you turn it on all of a sudden you've got 100 100 water, water balloons okay. yeah okay. gets his big box 100 water balloons he's like let me know when he gets here we go up on the roof you would never met jake <laughs> <laughs> me and brian and Chappie are yes. sitting on the roof like the night before we're playing the bmw champ. and jake gets out of his car and we proceed to Pelt him with a hundred water balloons, <laughs> And Jake on there like, what? Yeah. What are these children doing? It's Brian are so, like yeah. nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake in the back's mind, like, I'm gonna get him back. I want to get him back so <laughs> bad. So we were filming this great show, Driver versus Driver. I don't know if you saw That's that. A the big show. Show. I love that show, dude. Yeah. Smash. <laughs> hit. Wilson. Incredible. Loved it. You were unbelievable, dude. Thank you. It was it was a shining moment. <laughs> so Brian and I are filming at Cantini, the course I grew up at, and they're bringing him into the show. He was one of the judges. So Jake had gone to Costco and bought like a 50-pack of condoms. You maybe. can say it on the show. It's perfectly fine. Condoms of, of protection. Of protection. Yes. And Jake proceeds to grab his bag when Brian's like in makeup and takes it in the back and pulls out all his clubs and puts a Jimmy on oh every <laughs> one of his grips and put them back into the bag. Oh, so, like God. a few minutes later, Brian's filming and he's like, Brian, hit your nine and He pulls out his club and he's like, What the? Jake, <laughs> Jake wins. Jake that's a, wins. That's out. a winner. <laughs> is-
2: I don't know what I'm more impressed with that he thought of that or that you can get a 50 pack of <laughs> rubbers at Costco. <laughs> Who's going to Costco? Like, yeah, dude, bachelor party this weekend. Gotta go to Costco and load up. It's gonna be a busy one. John Daly, welcome to the show, my man. What's happening, guys? Going back to when you when you signed with the University of Arkansas out of high school, I, the golf coach at the time, Steve Lloyd, told you I believe you need to lose like 60 pounds before you enroll at Arkansas, and you did it, but you did it in a really unique way. Can you tell us how you got that done? That's a lot of weight to lose as a as a high school senior coming into college.
4: Well, you know, unfortunately, I mean, too fortunately, at a time of my life, uh, Coach told me, hey, he was smoking Marlboro Lights, I started smoking cigarettes. Uh started drinking a lot of Jack Daniels and ate dry popcorn, lost 53 pounds in less than two and a half months.
5: I wanted to play.
4: I wanted to play. So, to play. so, so all you like ate was dry diet. popcorn? Dry popcorn, yeah. You just had those, that's when those machines came out, you just made them in your dorm room. That Didn't sound, put salt on it or butter or nothing. It was
2: awful.
1: That sounds terrible.
2: Jack Daniels and dry popcorn, dude. That's it.
1: I'm out on that's that. It. That's it. I'm out on that, John. I don't like that. But do you have any kind of relationship with Tiger at all? Or what was it like back in the in the 90s when you were playing against Tiger? Uh,
4: he was kind of um, stand back. You know, his agent didn't let him do, talk to too many people or do too much. It was tough to to get to know Tiger. But I think I met Tiger and his mom and dad when he was playing the Big Eye Insurance Youth Classic. We were playing a Hogan event in Texarkana Country Club, and I got paired with him. And I think the reason he made that comment, because I was playing an H C Max White golf ball and it was a Texas kind of country club. I don't remember what hole it was, but it hit a five hour from 220 yards or something. And the, the ball came unwound. <laughs> and, um, I think that kind of freaked him out. I thought it was the coolest thing that ever happened, you know, that he's ever seen in golf. That's what he, you know, he told his mom and dad, and, um, but uh, I had to get a rules official because it just had the little rubber band sitting there on the front of the green. I didn't know what to do. Can I play it? or? But so luckily I got to replace the ball. And uh, I only beat him by three shots that day, y'all. He was only like 13.
6: Hey, it's Pat Perez. I'm sitting here with uh, Colton Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching Golf
1: Subpar. I want to talk about another guy that you're close to. I don't know if he's an idol or someone you look up to. I don't know if he's been a positive impact on your career or a detriment to you? your career. Is it you? No, it's not me. <laughs> oh, okay. It might be his dad. Another guy oh, that's yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so you met this guy when you were 16 years old, and that's the great John Daly. That it mm. is. So I know you are very close, and, I mean, he is just one of my all-time favorites. He's unbelievable. By the way, tell us about your relationship with him. I know you met him when you were 16 years old, yep. caddying in a, in a pro-am group of his. Yeah,
6: was caddying in pro-am, and the guys, you know, h we just sit out there on the lot, and you'd hope to get somebody, and they'd come over and get you and say, oh, we got John Daly. I go, no, that's unbelievable. Go, cool. So we get out there, and someone tells him that um, this is before I, went, before I went junior world But they said, oh, this kid's pretty good. You know, he plays college golf or high school golf over here, and da-da-da. And he hits it a long way. I mean, so John, you know, we got on 18 North, the old 18 North, and he goes, let's see it. So he was probably, what, 25 yards ahead of us. I was probably, you know, 25 yards ahead of us, and I hit it. I hit it by him about 15 yards. And it was the same swing, long swing, but it was his that ultimate driver.
2: His you know? driver, he gave you his that, driver. That, that yeah, he goes hit this. Let
6: me see ul- you hit that it. That ultimate driver, because it was actually it was well, it was a year after he won the PGA.
2: This is when he was ninety two. The dude, 92. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. This was
6: ninety two. This is when right he after is the guy. Stick, yeah. She is thirty for thirty, by the way.
1: Yes, unbelievable,
6: yeah. unbelievable. Um, but anyway, so I, I hit it. I go, man, is unbelievable. And then I told him about it. He remembered that story when I got on tour in 'o two, which was what. Uh, 10 years, eight years later, 10 years later, ten. something
1: like that. Yeah. 92 to two We're not mad. No, no, yeah. Thank know. God, H can do numbers <laughs> very well. I don't do numbers. We'll have
2: our producer fact check that, but it feels right.
6: Yeah, but he remembered that because I, you know, when I got my card, I went up to him. I said, Hey, John, it's me. You know, remember from that to yeah. Oh, yeah, brother, what's going on? And we've had him ever since.
2: And you're still boys to this day. I talked to, talk to him all
6: the time. I just sent little John a pair of fives. Uh, ah, two, five. First off, Uncle Pat, that. kid's
1: gonna be good as long as that he kid is
6: really good. Keep it
1: together. <laughs> he's got to keep he... it together. He's yeah. got to keep it together.
6: That kid's really good. But you know, John's amazing. John's just a big teddy bear. He he he's got a soft heart for everybody. He wants to help everybody. You know, he's obviously had you know a few problems here and there. But you know, I love the guy. He's like a, he's like an older brother. But um, you know, we, we I talk to him all the time.
1: And Tony Fina, welcome to the program. What's up? What's up?
5: Good Thanks to for joining
1: us town. Thank you guys. 2019 Masters, you're in the final group with Tiger and Francesco Molinari. Yeah, and obviously Tiger ends up winning his 15th major championship. I want to know what it was like the night before, the morning of. I want to know everything. What was <laughs> what was it like? I mean, what was going through? your head? Obviously, a guy you idolized. Yeah, growing up, now you're in the final group with him at the biggest golf tournament in the world. Yeah, uh, tell, well, take us through it.
5: Yeah, so I, I shot 64 on Saturday, and Good obviously doing. Dude. Yeah, thanks. I was doing all, <laughs> doing, all doing all doing all <laughs> this media doing all this media stuff, and I knew. The chances of me being in the final group or you know just in contention going in tomorrow were really high so i was really excited about that i was playing some good golf um but i've dreamed since i was a kid of competing against tiger playing against him in the final group being paired with him in the final group of a masters of a u.s open that's some that's that's what my dreams were made of as a kid the putt that i made was to beat him by one yeah. was to be going to a playoff it just all that right i was the same kid um so to to finally have that opportunity uh you know saturday night yeah of course i was nervous but you know it didn't it didn't feel the way i thought it would on sunday just in that we teed off early and i i was more like man i earned this you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of felt that way more so than in total awe of being in this situation. You know, and um, and and I'm happy I felt that way because I think um, it's it's not a good feeling to just be on the first tee and thinking you know you're fangirling over Tiger. But uh, I truly felt like you know I earned being in that position and uh, and I had a great chance to win the Masters and that and that and that was a super exciting to me. But walking to that first tee, I've never I've never heard this many people in my life. I've never seen this many people. And, and it, was, it was kind of a surreal feeling getting to that first tee. You know, that first, the first tee shot, uh, I was definitely nervous. But uh, once it came out the club face, I, I felt a lot better and um, was able to par the first few holes and, and just get underway. But um, those type of experiences uh, are, are things, you know, for me, you can't pay for those type of experiences. You know, I, I was the first guy to congratulate Tiger uh, on winning the green jacket. And, um, man, actually a funny story I'll tell you guys. I'll share with you about that you 2019 go. Masters. So, so on the first hole – you know, we both, you know, all three of us say hi, good luck. Um, and, and, you know, nothing was said. On the second hole, Tiger hit it left. You know, wasn't close to me. Um, I was in the fairway. Third hole, I went for it. They laid back, didn't talk to him. You know, fourth hole is the par three, no talking. We finally get to the seventh hole, and, and Tiger and I are walking next to each other off the tee. And, and I said, uh, hey, Tiger, you know, it's kind of awkward. I'm like, how come he's not talking to me? Yeah, Maybe yeah. I should <laughs> say something to him. So I'm like, hey, Tiger, how's, uh, you know, how's the kids? You know, and he's like, oh, they're doing fine. And he just laser-eyed straight, you know, straight down the fairway, and just kept on walking. And from that point on, I said, "Well, I, I guess I know where, yeah. where his, you know, where his attitudes at." And I'm not talking to him for the rest of the day. So the next time we spoke was uh, when I was congratulating him on winning the, <laughs> winning the green jacket. Don't even think yeah. of being my friend today for the next <laughs> he, four hours. He pretty much told me with a straight face leave me alone yeah you know, by the so. way tiger mine are doing great <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 exactly you exactly just kept going you just yeah i should just kept talking yeah, just yeah like
2: yo you don't gotta talk but you're gonna you get damn time. good at listening
5: next time i want to try that i have a feeling i'm gonna have an opportunity again so wow. i'm gonna try that.
2: all right we are now joined in studio paul casey welcome to the show my man you and pat perez who you mentioned was part of the asu golf team you guys are still very good buddies to yeah. this day and from the outside looking in like you guys like that looks like a complete odd couple like complete you we got are. this obnoxious <laughs> loud long-haired american and then you got you a very soft-spoken nice you know
7: did i tell you the first english time we met no but no but i'd love hear to hear, hear
2: that and i anytime you want to bag on pat as hard as you want this oh, is I an love open forum for i
7: that. love pat and pat loves me oh we love him too but it's so first time i ever met pat so there i am this you know pasty white english kid off the plane um winter time 1997 january 97 and i'm hitting golf balls i'm like nothing going on down at the range at asu at carston Um, Rest in peace, it's no longer there. And um, we've got acres and acres of space and this chipping green that's just behind me and out comes this kid and he dumps down his shag bag and I'm the only person out there and I'm hitting onto the range. He dumps down his shag bag 25 feet from me, gives me this glare (laughs) and hits this golf ball straight over my head to this chipping green (laughs) behind me. He's got (laughs) acres of room and and this punk kind of puts down this and hits this golf and the divot lands right at my feet. And I'm like, what is this? And I look at him and he looks at me. And so as he hits the second one over my head, I just wander over. And I said, All right, what's your name? Pat. All right, Pat, my name's Paul. I said, This is really easy. I said, I was here first. You were here second. So either you move or I move you. And he kind of looks at me Perfect. and he goes, and he figured I wasn't joking. And so he moved. And that was it. That it was, was it. great. Back yeah. down. I that's, love that.
2: First intro with you and Pat. Yeah.
7: And so and unbeknownst to me, my apartment was next door to his. Our front doors were six feet apart. And uh, oh, we abused each other. We called each other names constantly, but we'd be around there playing playing cards, playing poker, drinking, doing what we did in college. Well playing, playing Here's your, Amazing here's Golf. Here's but, your buddy
2: <laughs>
8: Pat. He's no, sure.
7: Pat will show yeah. you the way. Yeah. But he and, and that's what look. And and you know Pat, you know the real Pat. Yeah, Pat's Pat's a teddy bear. He's awesome. I love him to death. That's
1: what I was gonna say. He's got that
7: rough look, he like does. he's all mean he and wants every, yeah. He's a nice. But he would he yeah. would he would uh, you know he would challenge guys. He would, and and some guys would stand up to him or or be able to deal with it, and they would thrive. And there were other guys who'd cave into Pat, and he'd have him. You yeah, know, that right, was it. Right. Um, but deep down, it's because he's just he just he's just Pat. He's just a big teddy bear, but he's. Uh, you know, ultra competitive, is good at what he does. Um, he just does it in Pat style, yeah. which I'm, I didn't, I'm cool with.
1: I didn't know him in college, but I'm assuming he's still the exact same guy Exactly.
7: And that's why I love him yeah. because he's consistent. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I love the guys on tour who are consistent. And um, yeah, he is one of the most consistent guys on tour. Yeah, what you what, see is yeah. what you get. And he exactly. never changes. And, you know and I exactly, fully respect yeah. him for that. You know
1: exactly where you stand exactly,
7: you do, which is great.
1: He either likes you. If, if he doesn't like you, you're going to know pretty
7: easy i don't i don't think he dislikes a lot of he doesn't dislike a lot of people yeah. or anything it just he just has an opinion and he, he doesn't kind of yeah
2: yeah he's just him and if you like it and mesh with yeah. that cool be friends because he'll not, like pretty he much really try he to pretty like, much hey, likes everybody like me i want you to like <laughs> exactly. me he's not that guy you know what i mean uh, that's an incredible story you just pops him down and starts hitting shots over your head just yeah. like you don't matter punk and then you, yeah exactly <laughs> i love that all right, we're here on Golf Subpar with Brian Erlacher, and we always give a, a little plug at the end of the show. So I figured nobody would know better about plugs than you. So go ahead.
9: <laughs> well, it's statements like that that make this show subpar. Yes. You've
2: played like all over the country, you've played some incredible tracks. Give me a quick yeah. rundown Brian Erlacher, favorite places I've ever played.
9: Augusta, number one. I played yep. Shinnecock. Shadow Creek is one of my all-time favorite places. And and the course is great. I mean, you've been there. But the hang, man, just you could drop me off there at 8 o'clock in the morning, pick me up at 8 o'clock at night, I'd be the happiest man in the world. It's a heaven for a golfer. Chinese, Chinese poker, poker drinking,
1: just, golfing.
9: Eating the great food out there. Just, just scaring you know, the shit you know, out of people from the trees. Yeah, you're right. Good. You, you yeah. know, only play 18 holes every time I go out. There. The guys I play with, are old as hell, so they're like 18. Bob Van
1: is not that old. But
9: you know, we don't play more than 18 holes of golf. So we play 18 holes and then uh, in two and a half hours, mind you. Yeah. So we'll tee off the back, whatever. we we'll play eight, two, 18 holes. Then we'll go eat, play Chinese poker, and just hang out forever. I, I tell it. people,
1: I said, if I had one day left to play golf, I think it would probably be there. For sure. Just yeah. because – I mean, the golf course is great. It is good. But it's just so fun playing with Monty out there and man Yes. The guys, that gamble. Just the, it's the just, whole vibe. Music. Uh, it's just, it's just chill. Yeah, do whatever oh, you like want. It's like Augusta. Take you played Augusta. Super
2: yes. mellow. Like a total opposite in the spectrum, but awesome.
9: Agreed. Uh, Scottsdale Nationals is one of my favorites as well. Uh, Shore Acres, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butler's hard. Is, is so hard. hard. I could play there once every six months and be happy. Um,
2: That's where you go to get your handicap up. If you're in a February
9: bunker, just get it out. Just go sideways. It's the hardest course. It. It's freaking yeah. annoying. I shot like 83. I was like, I just shot the course record. Yeah. <laughs> the best Flip score 90. ever. Yes. 83
8: when- at Butler. This is Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. We're serious golfers. Talk about serious things
1: you puffed it up you didn't say i am kevin chapel
8: they know who i am yeah everyone <laughs> so we had just got our tour cards and i had to go to rookie orientation mm-hmm. and they did it at after finals of q school and it was in florida well the weekend before was ucla usc football game so i thought i had some money i'm like hey guys let's i got some college teammates together so let's get together let's go to this game i'll get us a suite at the w which is right in westwood and we'll have a good time so we, I get the suite. Unbeknownst to me, we get Britney Spears' suite supposedly. So, uh, good work. We have a night, and uh, I remember, you know, <laughs> getting Taco Bell on the way home, and and uh, wake up the next day, and there is black sharpie marks everywhere. I mean, there's a Chase lounge, there's a mattress, and there's 15 guys in this two bedroom place, but there's couches everywhere, so someone, everyone, everyone had a place to sleep, and there's black sharpie marks everywhere, and I can't figure it out. So we go to the game, we come back, knock on the door, and uh, it's security. And they're like, sir, you've va- vandalized the room. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we need, here's your bill. And so there's like a bill for the mattress. So of all things, I had to buy the mattress.
2: That's what you want is a hotel mattress. mattress. Yeah, and, from the W in LA. Uh, but they could
8: clean the couch, but they couldn't clean the mattress. If there's damage to a mattress, they have to get rid of it. And I'm like, well... First of all, why can't you clean the mattress? And they're like, well, we can't do it. It's against the law. I'm like, well, if I'm buying the mattress, you're going to ship it to me. So here's my shipping address. Um, And they're like, well, no, you don't get the mattress. And I'm like, well, I'm paying for it. I'm buying it. Yeah. So we get in this argument. Finally, they're like, all right, we'll leave the mattress. You just got to pay for the cleaning. So I guess what had happened, I come to find out after they leave, is a guy had passed out, and we blackfooted him. So we colored his foot in from his toes up oh, to his <laughs> up to his hip flexor, <laughs> and he was a sleepwalker. So he walked around all night and found different places to sleep. While well, everywhere he slept, there was Sharpie. That is amazing. I've never heard that prank
2: before. I've heard a lot of like pranks you do when dudes are passed out I've never heard coloring his entire leg from his feet to his basically <laughs> in sharpies
1: talk I, about your all-time backfire i don't blame you for wanting the mattress though i mean right where britney spears slept
8: that's what i'm thinking
1: i yeah. would have been perfectly fine with that bill yeah that's good here's my shipping address
8: that's a good
2: story i just like a little old still just a little, little sharpie prank amongst the fellas
1: still don't have I mean? the
8: mattress <laughs> must have got lost mail.
1: westwood we need that we need that britney spears mattress yeah please. that's one for the archives. back
2: in the day britney
10: not current day britney we
1: don't want that no one. this was
2: heyday britney yeah. dude
10: Hello everyone, this is John Rom, and you're watching the Sap podcast with professional PJ golfer Colt Nost and professional amateur tour golfer over here, Slees.
2: You mentioned that you 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 passed the test that you had to your English portion by one one question. And I've heard this in, in different outlets and things like that. But is it true that when you came to ASU, one of the ways you learned English was you're a big rap guy. You listen yes. to rap songs. Is that true that you learned like whether it was regular English or slang or whatever? That was your way of like, hey, this how I'm going to learn English. I'm going to turn on Lil Wayne
10: and, and see what happens. Yeah, I didn't learn English. I learned a lot of slang. Let's say that because <laughs> if I were if I were speaking based on what I learned, I would have been in a lot of freaking trouble in school. In yeah, English I know people. Um, people that
2: grew up in America that listen to a rap album not understand 90 percent of it. So for a person that doesn't. Speak oh, I never English, did. Like, what I had, shit are they talking? I
10: about? just I had to like the beat because I had no clue what was going on in the song. <laughs> and right now I, st- I still have trouble to understand. like if I listen to Amigos song I have no idea what they're saying I have to look into it and that's how it all started I got curious about what they were saying and some of my teammates would have every rap song basically memorized and that's how I did it I just you know I wanted to be able to rap and rap the fast parts with them and and uh, it didn't help me learn English it helped me It helped me with the process of thinking in English it helped me with uh, being able to process faster and keeping up with conversations and being able to pronunciate a little bit faster and uh it was basically a great enunciation tool like you know like it really just helped to be able to uh, to talk a little bit better but i didn't learn english that way probably came just... in handy for that first combo with uh kelly though huh you know I and mean? throw a little bit
2: of. no that i started off a
10: little <laughs> bit after it was a few months after when i actually started getting into this and the first song i learned was backstreet freestyle by kendrick lamar that's the very first mm-hmm. song i learned i memorized the whole thing had no clue what he meant no clue what he was saying and a lot of it, I missed a lot of part of the culture and the background of hip hop and what they really are trying to, uh, to say, right? So uh, a lot of it makes more sense now than it than did back then. I'm US
11: Open champ Gary Woodland, and you're listening to Subpar with Colton Drew.
10: You win the deal at
2: Pebble. Unbelievable moment. What's the next? Give us the next. I know you're on the Today Show and all that, but yeah. give us like a two week, what it looked like right after that.
11: It was a it was a big night that night at uh, the Where'd tap room? Go? Straight yeah. to the tap room. Smart. I had, had media for like three hours. I was starving. I got there. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas waited for me. Um, when I showed up at tap room, they were way ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm get I'm pretty good at getting caught up pretty quick. So I, a little catch up. I, I I had to get caught up, which was awesome. The best part of that. So I, I've obviously never seen the U.S. Open trophy, never touched it. So I get it. And for the record, Jordan Spieth had already won this trophy, so I don't blame this all on myself. And so I'm like, we got to drink out of this thing, right? You know? Of course. So I can't get the lid off. And so Jordan's like, no, I think I think they welded it on. I don't think it comes off anymore. So we turn it upside down and we pour a bottle of vodka and we're drinking out of the bottom out of, of the, the bottom
2: of it. OK. Well,
11: the USGA has a table of a room down below the tap room and somebody at text them and told them gary woodland's drinking out of the bottom of the trophy so the guy comes up he's like hey can i talk to you no I'm like, am i in trouble he goes no you idiot the trophy the, the lid comes off you had twist we're trying to pull it so oh, wow they must wow. have been way
2: ahead of you if you can't figure out really? how to twist off lid
11: <laughs> jordan speed had won three years prior so i blame him for that but anyway we ended up we finally got it out of this that opened the top of the trophy we drank out of there for a long time and it I went straight from there to New York, spent some time in New York, um, had a great time doing the media stuff, which is it's a lot, but it uh, was really cool. And then, you know, we've we've drank a lot. my my friends that kind of have just an open door. They come in and start drinking out of the trophy just on a random Tuesday yeah. at home. So it's been it's been a lot, but um, it's been really good. I mean, it's. uh it's not a bad thing.
2: Do you take that with you? I think Cole has a story. Is it has it gone anywhere with you since like the immediate aftermath of winning it?
11: The only time I traveled with it was Butch Harmon wanted to drink out of. it. He's like, "Hey, you, we won this. You know, I've been with Butch for a long time, and it was it was pretty meaningful." So I'm like, "I don't want to carry this thing through the airport." So I I took the <laughs> lid off and I put it in my carry on and just carried it through the airport like nothing happened. So going through security did it all. Got to Vegas. Butch and I hung out with it and. Lo and behold, the tournament was there the next week. The Shriners and Colt's in town. And Colt's asking me for this trophy. <laughs> dying.
1: Yo, bring that trophy. I'm here. like,
11: I get kind of embarrassed walking around with it. Like, I don't want to just be that guy. <laughs> That's I don't the difference be between that you guy. and
1: Colt and me. Yeah. And, and so, we're in Vegas and I was not sober. Yeah, finally, Colt's
11: like, it was Wednesday. or I don't know if you know what night it was. I'm like, here's the deal. I don't want to be seen with it, but I will bring it to you as long as you promise not to break it. I'll go eat dinner and then I'll come back and you know, I'll get the trophy back. I'm eating dinner with my wife at Javier's in Vegas and Colt walks up. Full, it has 1942 in the tequila. <laughs> and he had wrote his name in a in tape and put it underneath mine. 2020. 2020 Jeff coming. coming. Yeah, it was, Beauty a, I, was I mean, I, I had more people text me. Hey, I didn't know
1: the trophy was there, Bob. I'm like, Cole had, he had more fun with that trophy that night, I think, I than I've really had. God. I don't blame you, dude. You get a, you get two hours with the US Open trophy, you send it. He literally text me, he goes, hey, is everything good? You got the trophy? I was like, dude, I haven't let it out of my sight. And I went to the bathroom at Ari and I am a buddy, I'd had it. While I was at the urinal holding it. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, I got it. We're good. Don't worry about it."
2: You know him well. His name's Kierdeck Alpha Barnrat. Welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you. Uh, you, I got to get to this story because it's one of the best. It's when I first read this story, it was I thought it was one of the best stories I'd ever heard in golf. And you know the story. You've told it a few times, but not a ton of people over here know it. And it's the first time you got a real check in professional golf for fifteen thousand dollars. I know you told it before, and I want you to tell it. But you, you go out, you get your first check, fifteen grand, right? US fifteen thousand US. What do you go? To? Most guys go put it in the bank. Hey, I can go get a few more entry fees. What do you go do with that 15?
12: Well, I have to say that before I get the first check, I was drive driving with my dad to seeing the like nice Mercedes showrooms. Then I stopped by. I tell my dad, like, I need some pressure. Just go in. I need some pre- I need some pressure. Just go in. I love that. Buy the car. Just pay that- five thousand up ahead. And then the deadline was next month. I have to keep playing, playing, playing. So my first check get 50,000. I hold the check and go straight away to the showrooms and and pay them half. (laughs) Then I came back to see my mom. I was like, how are you doing? How Where's the check? I spent it. I spent it all. Not even 10%. I spent it all. In an hour. How mad was she? In an hour. Oh man. You can't imagine. (laughs) You can't imagine that. I mean, me and my dad, we doesn't have dinner. She never cooked. You just walk away, go out to the room and shut the door straight away.
2: Figure it out yourself. I love that. Hey, dad, I need some pressure. <laughs> my dad's like, you're going to need a place to live, kid. you know, yeah. shape up. Well, that's I why love I that you to, just I'll said, I need some wife, pressure so I can play good. I need
12: to buy something. I need the pressure to push my to
1: well, push me up. I mean, if you want to buy Sleaze and I something really nice for some pressure <laughs> this week. You well, a couple million on us right yeah, now. You sure. have to back to the wall again, dude. You know, never we know what a nice thing. What was the car that you
2: got?
12: Um, Mercedes E250.
2: So you got it went out first check. I need a Mercedes. I'm going to put my back against the wall. I'll go earn the money. You have, yeah. would have had 90 days to go to pay it's it off or something like that.
12: 40 days. Put
2: a down payment and said, I'll be back but within have, 40 days. You have
12: to understand that in Asia, the total price money is 200,000. So you have to win two at least to cover all the expenses. I win once and then finish another like four top five. I cover 40 days by one win and four top five, oh. just one car.
1: You do that over here, you make $4 million.
12: <laughs> I'm
13: Wyndham Clark, Little Spoon's a little better than the Big Spoon, and I'm on subpar with my boys, Colton Drew. The last time I threw up was the first time I ever threw up from alcohol. You've only thrown up
2: one time one from time. alcohol? Yeah. What's, You're not drinking Are, are you? you out of your mind? You lived in Vegas for two years yeah. and you only threw up one I, time? I can when Maybe was it? What was it? Break it down for us. It was
13: with him.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go, dude. When we're good. it was it.
13: with him. <laughs> we were literally at <laughs> Whiskey Row in, in Scottsdale. All right, give. No one knows. We got to hear this story. This is a great okay, story. Right, this First is off, perfect. There's two different versions of the story. No, there's the real we story, and then for, there's his we story. got time for
2: both. Go. Okay,
13: here we go. Whiskey Col- Row. I'm in town. I hadn't lived here. This was two years ago. Yeah. Just moved, moved here or no, not. I, did, I was not on the web. Here. I was on the web. I hadn't, yeah. Oh, you so were I'm nobody. I'm
2: surprised Colt was hanging out with you. Dude. Yeah.
13: And I, I think I almost locked, I think I locked up my card on tour oh, like to celebration get my, time. So I, I come to Scottsdale and I'm practicing and playing whatever. And then, uh, out of nowhere, I don't know where I kind of get it. I think I texted you or mm-hmm. whatever. He said, Hey, we're going out whiskey, uh, whiskey row. Yeah. I got a table. You gotta come. So we show up, there's 10, 12 of us we Got girls. some of buds. We're having fun. We'd run out of alcohol. And he says, hey, Wyndham, get the bottle. And I said, "Well, you know, why me? And I, which is now I should have 100% just offered to get the bottle. No, but at the time, you're the fresh time, out of
2: college, you're like, yo, that's a bottle, that's a yeah, lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, so
13: I, I, and I go, really? And he's like, yeah, I'll I'll kick you out if you don't get the bottle. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> all. No, 100%. No, you don't have to convince, that yeah. sounds 100% like he was a straight like, line. He's no. like 100%, and he's, he brings over, he's like, hey. Yeah, you know, he does he this. Know, he, knows, he knows everybody. Of course, he hey, Cindy. Another Colt, another Colt, patron. Name Colt goes <laughs> I there. Thought of a Colt name, goes dude. there four times a week so he knows everybody. Oh, he has like, a cot in the
2: back. He yeah. sleeps in that so
13: he thing. just literally lifts his hand and everyone's like, Oh, there's Colt." You know, so <laughs> <it> brings over <laughs> the, so the guy comes over and I'm like, All right, fine, I'll get it. So the girl comes over and this is me being, you know, on the web, just out of college. I'm like, yeah. What's your cheapest yeah, bottle?
2: What's the, give me the trash. Literally, and she's like, she's like she's like, Really? Yeah. She goes, Uh, it's
13: four hundred and fifty bottles for like Don Julio. I'm like, Are you kidding me? I'm like, I can go buy that right now. I could buy 12 of those things. Yeah. More than that. And so I ordered the bottle and within 10 to 20 minutes, as the bottle gets there, Cole goes, Hey, we got another spot at Bevvy or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I go, Oh great. Sweet. We've had one drink and I just spent 450 450 bucks and now we're going somewhere else. So I was all, I was kind of mad. I was like, well, this sucks. So me and my friend and uh, a couple of girls that were there, we stayed. My friend and I finished the bottle.
2: Between the two of us. Yeah, you're like, I ain't leaving until I get my full 450 worth.
13: And afterwards, I wasn't speaking English. Okay. I don't remember what happened. And I threw up all over my friend's place. I had no idea. Wake up the next day. I leave like 100, 200 bucks. Sorry write, about no, Write a puke. note. <laughs> I'm so Sorry. <laughs>
1: And I leave. You don't leave, ever Look leave a how note. Look you both have learned from both of us. I feel like this <laughs> is like our child,
2: our adopted child that we've helped raise. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the only time you've ever thrown up from booze? I'm, I'm being dead serious. That's crazy. Good, good on you for that. Yeah.
14: I'm Gary McCord. I'm here with Drew Stoltz and Colt Nost. And believe me, they are subpar. Oi, oi, oi. That, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Okay, okay. Is that yes, what he so. would say when yeah, he would check yeah. in on the mic? Mon- <laughs> and then I'd go, what? And then and then we'd go down and Peter would go, yeah. And then David would put the microphone, as you know, he's got unbelievable flatulence. And at any time, he can generate monumental burps of nastiness. And he would put it down to his rear end, and you'd hear Jesus. that's how we knew david was there. on the mic yeah it's just his 12, mic's hot what we do yeah yeah so we go and, and david now we go to david and you and you hear this oh, oh, oh. Okay. and then okay let's go let's go to 14. oh oh uh oh, oh so i'm sitting there oh, oh. why would he say oh, oh and so now i'm looking and i know i think the, i know we've got the dress adidas on and we got khaki pants. And I'm looking down, as you know, 16 at Quail Hollow. It's just dead straight, basically, mm-hmm. in the old green. And I can see the tee. And I look back there, and here's, here he is. Tiger hits it. And there goes David, walking, splay-footed, with <laughs> rain pants on. Oh, oh I know what the uh-oh is. The boy is <laughs> shit his pants. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Now, he can't go anywhere because there's five million worshipers of tiger that are hounding the trees and the grass and the fairways. And he is like a ping pong ball in a hurricane. He's trying to get out, but he can't get out. And so I see him down there walking. He is walking and it's splay footed. It's going, toes are going left and right out there. And I know he's not comfortable and it's going to get crusty in a little bit, especially <laughs> as hot as it is. So I see him peel over there. And he hi- gets underneath the tree, kind of near the people. Tiger gets up and, David, what's he got? Now, David's nowhere near him, right? And he goes, <laughs> 7-iron, 174 yards. I go, you think that's enough club, David? Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's playing pretty good now. and <laughs> So he gets up and he hits the ball in the green about 18 feet. And I look down. David's not moving. He's still underneath the tree back there in the fairway. So now we come to Tiger. I go, um, okay. Now we got, I told, I told Lance, hit the button. I said, get worm cam. Get worm cam on. Worm cam is where you put the camera right on the ground, right yeah. behind the ball. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to give my, it's the best thing in golf because you use, you'll take a ride. If you're on a couch, you get a ride. You get to watch the stroke, and then you get to watch the ball from point of view. That's the player. It's fantastic. So I get POV on this. So I go, David, I know you're down there, and you've looked over this putt a couple times. I watched you. What is it? <laughs> he has he, no idea which way it's 180 breaking. 180 yards it. back there in the fairway. You're so wrong. And he's trying, That's the best. And he's trying to hide because yeah, he's yeah. uncomfortable, and he's crusting and up he's and everything else. he's his pants. He's yeah. his pants. <laughs> so then, and he can't be wrong now because we got worm cameras. Right. right. If, if he reads it and he read it eight inches the wrong way. Yeah, you're okay? dead. Yeah. He's dead. So now it's this putt. And I go, well, David, I don't know what you're doing down there, but that wasn't even close. What were you doing when you were looking at the green? And he's all he did. He just flipped me off from underneath the tree down there. So we wait. Now everybody knows. Everybody knows David has crapped his pants. Okay? Perfect. So we go to 17, and we're kind of we're just watching him. We go to 18, you know, that long mm-hmm. walk of the creek, and he's walking all the way down there. And his white wider uh, and whiter and it can't be good and
2: it's 120 it's
14: degrees. 120 <laughs> degrees and it's just on. Oh, so now he's sitting there and our compound is right up above the 18th hole it's about 70 yards up there and so tiger puts out and we're going to commercial break and you see david now starting to run up the hill with his microphone his backpack and everything else and lance goes David, I want you to stay down there and get an interview from Tiger. Oh, God. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so he stops. You can see his shoulder just slump like this, and he walks back. So now the cameraman, we all know it, Davy Finch, locks the camera on the three guys. So we've got Tiger in the middle. We've got Stevie over here, who is at best one and 1A as far as flatulence. Okay? And we've got David on this side. <laughs> and David's just sitting there. Like this, with the microphone in his hand, head down, shoulders curled, and he's just sitting there. And now we're all watching. (laughs) Tiger doesn't like interviews. Doesn't like to be. Of course. He goes, "Hey, Ferdy, when do we come back from commercial?" Lance. Tiger wants to know when we're coming back from commercial. Um, tell him 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. You see Tiger going, he's, on, he's, on the kick. he's on, like, the kit. He's like, like this. So we're, they're all sitting there, you know, about 15 seconds. And all of a sudden, you see Tiger going.
2: Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. He
14: turns to Stevie and he goes, you didn't. Okay. He goes, Stevie didn't. I mean, Stevie, well, Stevie goes, Stevie says, I, I, I didn't do did, yeah. it. So he turns to David. And as soon as he looks at David, David goes, I shot myself on 15. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiger jumped up in the air. <laughs> Kind of like get get away from him. And then five, four, Jimmy, throw it down. He's got Tiger Woods down there. Our own David Faraday. So David goes to put the mic, and Tiger's running. He's getting away from him. He left. So David's trying to get the mic, and Tiger's <laughs> running that way because the stench is so bad. Oh I guess. God. And it was it was hilarious to
8: watch.